0: Picking, check be picking, 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 picking,
1: picking, mic check one two one two i'm doing gun from the system crew i'm on my knoxville such a jackass Collect from my crew
0: we collect cash you know what it is you ain't gotta ask when the speakers bump the system blast i'm walking down the corridor feasting like some carnivores you know what we hungry for we got them standing at it. Welcome, t-shirt. everybody. This is
1: the Trap you know, Bootcamp Podcast. It's, it's your the girl, day day Oracle day day Jane Doe. I am on here with one of my homegirls who I call a true, real friend, Miss Maisha Garnett, better known as Devious One of the System of Project Bloat. She is a powerhouse. I, 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 I like to call her a philanthropist, and she just does so many things, you know. um an MC at heart but what you do for the community is what we are going to talk about today and then we're also going to talk about some issues that I've been sitting with myself on here in quarantine or not really whatever we call this now this ain't quarantine because we've been out everybody been out and people getting sick but we're going to talk about are you a recovering homophobe? That's going to be my topic today. Uh, I'm saying that because as I've been sitting in here in quarantine, I've been like thinking about creating a story and my sister came to mind. So let me just talk to her first. Let's let's get to know Miss Myesha Garnett. What is up, my sister? What it do?
0: Everybody. My name is Devious Uno. I'm I'm the founder of MC's Give Back. MC at heart, philanthropist, entrepreneur, and just a lover of hip-hop music and a lover of black people.
1: Yes. And and a lover of good energy because uh, <laughs> that is for sure what you always brought to the team. You and I, um, you reiterated today, we have been friends for 14 years? Yep. Girl, I did not even... I don't. I, I. I guess I. Just, I don't think about the time because it just kind of passed by and it's just you guys are just a part of my life so much. I don't count the years, but when you said that, I started thinking like, damn. And I like I recall every. Like I remember meeting you. I remember being at the studio. Like I remember all of it. All of it is clear as day. Two thousand and
0: six, October two thousand
1: and six. Yeah. Yeah. So let's let's talk about that first. Let's talk about. um how you began with Project Blow. Let's talk about that.
0: Well, I heard about Project Blow for a long time, but I met this guy named Big Al. And Big Al uh, introduced me to Project Blow by bringing me down there. Mm-hmm. And uh, I came down there, and I, that's been home ever since. And um, at that time, I was working for the post office, and I could only get one off day. <laughs> and so everybody wanted to weekend so i was like if i can get thursday off that'd be perfect for me nobody at my job understood why i needed thursday night off but i made sure i had thursday night off so i could be at the blow every thursday night
1: you know what the interesting thing about how we connected i this was kind of like my second phase of project blow because i had did a phase when i was in college and then i came back around like towards the end of college like after like motherhood and stuff. And then I came over there with just tracks to AC alone. And so when you and I met and I met 3 a.m., that was me coming back to the blow.
0: Yeah, I kind of remember you back in the days a little bit in passing uh, as Jane Doe. Yes, but it was just like passing. It was
1: like, "Hey, how you doing? I like your stuff." And it was, "Yay, yay, thank you, sis." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so in the background, like I used to be so worried about what people thought about me back then. You know what I mean? And I think that's another reason why I wanted to talk about this too, because you know, back then I don't, I, I, I didn't really realize how much of a homophobe I was. You know what I mean? Like thinking about back back by then okay like i could tell a really honest story and it was i hung around fat jack and all of them for a long time and being around fat jack and them you know they they helped me cultivate my style and the understanding of what the music really was and the vibrations of it all and the frequency and stuff like that but then there was events where i was going to be introduced to like um medusa and like the idea of it was always so like oh i don't know if i want to go that but i had never hung around a group of gay women ever and my mindset was like if i get around (laughs) it's gonna rub off like some old weird shit you know what i mean and when i met you guys i never experienced that not one time and I never really had the chance to acknowledge or have a conversation with either one of if, with any of you about it, but because it's just such the norm. But you know, while I've I've been here, I've been thinking about it. So, uh, what do you think about that?
0: Well, me either. I mean, like the 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 the, the conversation about being around a bunch of just to say in general, um, my 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 coming up as being an MC or just growing up, I didn't grow up around a lot of women right you know so a lot of the concepts and thought process of you know oh, women don't get along or this and that like i had my different things or different people would say that or i didn't have a lot of lady friends so uh just doing the doing the the project glow right there wasn't a lot of ladies around you know what i'm saying and i would see brandy in passing and medusa in passing and i would see watch 1965 in passing and i would see different people But it never was really a connection of of getting around. So then when I talked to Open Mic Eagle and we decided to do these different events and I thought about female perspective, it was dope for me just to see other ladies never caring if they were gay, straight, you know, what I'm saying gangster, poets, all of that. It was just the idea of all this feminine energy. Right. And when we started doing it, you know, some people were a little bit, you know, kind of like, well, why y'all doing that until once we did it the first time everybody was excited because it was even the men
1: the yeah men it was were like,
0: dope DV's, you got to do this again and mm-hmm. again and again so when i start talking about drew and i start talking to ac alone and they were telling me what the concept of what they wanted to do uh candy came to can, candy came into play uh bliss came into play you came into play different people came into play so i just seen these amazing women and and it's like I was just used to being the only woman around. Right. So then what happened was I'm hearing all these dope ladies from different perspectives, different sounds, different techniques. So to me, it never was about sexuality. It was just about, damn, I finally got some female friends that can spit. Right. That's going to, you know, step my game up uh, another night.
1: And that's, that's, that's what it became. You know what I mean? I don't even know. I mean, I, I just, like I said, sat there and was thinking one day like, wow, You really had that thought. You know what I mean? Like, and and of course, in your head, it's not that because why would it be? You know what I mean? That's, that's your lifestyle. I just, in my head, when I was thinking about it, I was like, man, you had a preconceived idea of who women, number one, would be. And number one, just because of a generalization, you made an assumption that from a group of people that just completely changed my life. You know what I mean? Like friendships. And I don't even think of it like that, but it is something that you have to acknowledge when you are, when you're trying to say we're in a time of racism and we're, we're thinking about the things like, Oh, do you say that? What do you say about other people? What are you saying? So you have to think about the things that create who you are, the stigma over it. You know what I mean? What, what does that come from? And you have, we have to erase it. Because it's something that... Go ahead. No,
0: yeah. And when you talk about equality, equality goes from so different angles. And so as we speak about the, the lives of black people, how important that our lives should matter as black people also too, when we start reaching for equality we start to understand that some of the things that we thought and some of the preconceived notions that we have about other races and other people that we're going to have to eventually dismiss some of those ideas and ideologies too yeah we have that's when the healing process starts yeah
1: yeah Yeah. and that's where it begins it begins and overall you know with conversations that you have with your children and my kids don't have no concept of that because right. we all grew up together they, you've been around my kids since they were children like little kids they're grown ups now yeah. you know what I mean yeah. and it was never oh these are mine. you know what I'm saying it wasn't like that it's like this is de- devious you know devious you know devious you know queen you know Tatanka it was never that so you know not I didn't want to make that the full topic but I wanted to address that and then I also wanted to address like as far as issues issues with you like, you know, for you, how was that? You know, I've been around you for quite some time. And I know I've always seen you to be just such a calm person, you know, and and with, with everything that is hitting us right now, how is that affecting your calmness? <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, I had to learn patience a few years back. And so with learning patience. You kind of learn how to uh, weed and seed. Mm-hmm. And my mom used to always tell me to pick your battles.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, you can win the battle and lose the war. And so, a lot of times, what I do is I kind of like I have to think about it, measure it. Like, is it worth it? Is right. this conf- confrontation worth that energy right now, mm-hmm. or can that energy be directed in, a, in another way? And right. so that's how I kind I kind of keep calm. And I'm not perfect, so sometimes I lose my cool. Yeah, <laughs> and sometimes I'm not as happy and as cheerful. Yeah. But then you learn Like you know You have to uh, A friend of mine Used to always tell me this And I never understood it And she used to tell me Don't take stuff personal And yeah. I'm like How can I not take it personal And it's personal Don't take it personal And so the older I get I start to understand that The anger and the resentment And the the, the, the hurtful things Sometimes that people aim at you
1: is really not about you Exactly you know? It is And in not. the
0: middle of it It ain't easy to re- think about that But it's really not about you
1: Right and it's so hard to come, try to like set that mindset, keep that mindset when you going out places and people just hopping out and just saying nigger and like just crazy stuff. My homegirl was in the in the car in Seattle the other day and some guy just hopped in front of her car and was like, you nigger, you black bitch. Uh, and you fucking bitch but then a white dude walked up and was like I will fuck you up get the fuck out of here like he went off on him and he was like do you know we are fighting for each other do you know we're all one like she said it it tripped her out but this is the kind of stuff that's happening you know what I mean and it's hard to keep your calm in the midst of that you know what I mean but you've always done a really good job of that you know I tried to. Yeah, you, yeah, you. you <laughs> I mean, you've been the level head in the midst of a, a lot of the stuff that happened with the system.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, sometimes, yeah, and, and sometimes too, you have to think like, in a room full of lions, everybody's going to. You can't always roar. You know what I'm saying? Like the lion is the the lion is the king of the jungle. The lion is the king for a reason. But the, but you notice that in the in the jungle, there's other animals that exist. That the lion is not actually attacking, or can walk freely through. But right. sometimes in the middle of chaos, you don't have to be the loudest voice to get the, the most done. You know, yeah. Yeah. sometimes you can peacefully talk to somebody, or pull people to the side, or just kind of express your feelings, or let people understand. Hey, I got what you're saying. I yeah. feel what you're saying. But right now, let's do this, and then we can get that. And you, you know been, what I mean?
1: You, I, that's one thing that I've noticed about you. I think that is you're an organizer. You know what I mean? And I knew, I knew when you, that one Thanksgiving where you were like, yo, I want to do something. And you were like, I want to make, I want to give dinner to one family. And you ended up giving that Thanksgiving dinner to my homegirl that had four kids by herself. And I don't know if that was the beginning, but to me. Like I, ever since then, the first three years of MCs Give Back Girl, I was writing Ellen every time. Like, yo, do you see this? She's doing this, and you were taking care of your mom at the time. Like, so much went into that, and you know, I want to, you know, I first want to give my condolences to you again. You know, I, I was there with you, sister, and and I I, I stand with you in anything any, that comes your way. You know,
0: um, you and, used to come. I used to have to bring her to system rehearsal. I know. Oh my <laughs> gosh.
1: And she'd be yeah, right there. Yeah, we had
0: meetings at the house because I couldn't leave. Yeah. yeah,
1: and then I remember when you shut it down and was like, "Yo, I got I, this is more serious, you know." And but even though you shut that down, you still went hard with MCs give back. And so let's talk about that. Let's talk about what that means to you. What does MCs give back, and what does that really mean to you? Growing up in
0: a household, we wasn't rich. But I, I've noticed that people in my family have always been had that spirit of giving, and always giving what they had. You know, I remember my grandmother. People would stop us down the street, walking down the street. I remember one specific time, somebody had pulled over, and, and it was like, "Who is this?" My grandmother getting out the car. We didn't know who this lady was. She- she was in the car with, mm-hmm. and so the lady get out of the car. And she told tells her name. She's like, "You remember me? I stayed on Fifty Seventh Street, and this and this, and I stayed down the street from you guys. And Miss Jackson was a lifesaver." This is when the lady pulled over. My mom said, "I remember that lady. Her husband used to beat her, and he was an alcoholic.
2: Mm. She
0: had it, and he would take all the money and blow it on alcohol. And my grandmother would go to the corner store and get credit to get staples, as they call bread." rice, yeah. cereal, milk and give it to her so her kids can eat. My grandmother had 11 kids.
1: Damn,
0: She wasn't rich. She was doing day work. But she did that for her. And that lady 20, 30 years later seen my grandmother one day, picked her up and dropped her off at home and she remembered that. Mm-hmm. Those are the type of things that I grew up remembering and seeing. When my mom's lost her job and my auntie would slide my mom's money. Mm-hmm. Or my grandmother would give my mom's food because my mom's lost her job and we didn't know we had a house, but we didn't know what we was going to eat. Yeah, And I remember those times where when my mom's lost her job when, when I was in a high school senior. Yeah, And we didn't know what we were going to do. So seeing those things and seeing the way my mom struggled, seeing the way my family struggled, but they were always in the midst to help other people. It was just always in my heart to do. Um, I listened to different organizations do certain things. And I just called my homegirl, home Lisa. I was like, Lisa, I want to do a toy drive. Can I do it? She's like, sure you can. And I just did it. And before that, right, you said, right before that, it was for your, your friend. You know, I did that for Thanksgiving and then I just thought about the toy drive and from the toy drive, I said, what can I do? And because my I open my heart in the vessel, I open my heart as the vessel and I just, I, I oftentimes tell myself when I allow God to use me, it usually happens. And I just yeah. I opened up my mind and I just said, hey, I, I want to do this, what should I do? And when I listen when I go against the grain, it don't work. But when I listen, even when I, you know, my people around me think I'm crazy, I give you a, a certain scenario. It was uh, probably the second year I had did it on my own because the first year I was helping another organization. For mm-hmm. the first year I did it on my own, I was walking, and I heard 25 families. And I said, I don't know about no, I just, don't, no, it was the second year. I said, I only, I already, only did seven people. I can't do no, no 25 families. <laughs> what is this? I kept hearing the word 25. So I finally said, okay, God, I don't know where this is coming from, but if I'm helping 25 families, you gotta help me out. And when I said that I was getting donations and help from all sources of people and people I wouldn't even imagine. The people that were helping me at the time was on my head. Maisha, we can't do this. Where is money coming from?
1: <laughs> You're my telling everybody they're gonna never... get it. It's gonna come.
0: <laughs> <laughs> my bank account was never empty the donations never stopped coming in yeah, I remember. and it sounds crazy and people might say oh no no i'm serious it was times where you know where your bank account should be mm-hmm. and it's like okay i know it's this time of the month and it should be and it was never there yeah and it never and, and people were coming from all ranges and areas and it's just to help and, and it was just amazing and so Once I did, once that happened, it just, it just made me want to do it more and more Mm -hmm. and help more and more people and do more and more things.
1: You even, I remember the year you gave me a Christmas tree. I was down on my luck. I had just lost my job. I had the kids and Christmas came and I didn't have any money to buy them anything. And you came and brought me a Christmas tree. You gave me I think I got a gift card and some toys, and then they woke up in the morning. It was like for real; like they thought it was Santa Claus. I was like, "Oh hell no, mommy Claus!" And, and my Maisha <laughs> and <them>, uh, and <laughs> TV has hooked us up. Yeah, I was working, I,
0: yeah, I was working with an organization at that time called Omicron. and yeah, uh, that's when that. I was trying to get my feet feet wet and trying to figure out. So my thing was, I just collected the toys, yeah, and I gave the toys to them, and that organization was able to do that. But after that year, I did it on my own. And I did seven families on my own that following year. Mm -hmm. But just the idea of helping people around. And the one thing about MCs Give Back that I try to do, and it's not to discredit or take anything away from people that go downtown, but what I try to tell people every day is the everyday people that we live among that are struggling. There are people that work in part-time jobs that's trying to sustain. I knew how it was with my moms. We had a home. But people didn't understand that sometimes we didn't have a telephone, or sometimes we didn't have meat. Yeah, we had meals, but we didn't have
1: meat. Yeah, okay? yeah.
0: <laughs> so it's the people you that had that right rice meal. I know
1: what you mean. That
0: rice, that corn, you know. But the thing about it is, is that I wanted to make sure that we help people within the community. Sometimes yeah. people are a little shy and a little. You know, they don't want to say what their hardships are, what's going on in their life. And that's why MCs get back. We go straight into the community yeah. where the everyday average people are and to help them and let them know. Sometimes people just need a little extra step for the day. You know, if you can help me out this year, then me and my family would be all right.
1: And what are some of the other programs? Because I know you do you do um, children. You do. I mean, you do food, of course. We know that. And you do a few different things. So didn't you do some children for high school too? You gave out scholarships as well, right? We gave
0: out scholarships. So, so far we've given out, don't quote me on this, my numbers, but we gave over 20 scholarship,
1: $2,500 scholarship. That's awesome. That is right. so, so awesome. Are you a 5013C right. yet? Not yet, but... You working on it? Yeah, we're working, working on that. It. I'm so happy we're for you because you deserve that. You You really have a program that should go really really far and you know I, I laugh because we always think that we going to be a rapper huh <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: it, it, it's so funny cuz I, I heard somebody uh, Charlemagne the God Charlemagne said that he thought he was a rapper and somebody he met told him like man that rap stuff ain't for you it's uh you good at radio and I remember doing MCs get back in the beginning of doing it and uh the joy that I felt giving giving was like the joy i felt for rapping on stage yeah it was that same joy and um when i started really doing it my sister she used to do fundraising and she used to do grant writing and she was like i spent all this time doing that and i never thought this would be something that you do and i said me either yeah that, that wasn't what i thought but sometimes we get in one direction and it leads us to something
1: else it shows you <laughs> right it chose, it chose me. you like, I chose rap but something else chose me but that but that's the thing like most of the time I think I'll start thinking. I really want to do some real research on this but like you know people that are athletes people that rap they usually have athletes and musicians have multiple multiple talents you know what I mean and usually it's like syncopated stuff like I, I know as uh, I used to play basketball did you play basketball? No. Did you play any sports? No,
0: just a
1: huge fan. Huge fan. Okay. But I'm saying like, as far as when you have a talent, like as far as music, there's always something else below that. Like everybody Mm -hmm. is so multi-talented. And I remember being like, you know how I'm always like, well, I do this and I do that. (laughs) So I do that. And it'd be like, girl, focus on one thing. And now, everybody's like, oh yeah, I do this, I do that. And it's like the thing to do. I remember people telling me to slow it down. Find one thing that you can focus on. But it, And I just knew it was going to be rap. I just knew I was going to be famous from rap. Mm-hmm. And I'm You not- know what?
0: I didn't think, you know what's so funny about rap with me is that I always thought that rap would be a bridge for me to be a business person.
1: Yeah, for sure. Like I
0: always thought I th- always thought that I always thought that I would be the one to open up the door for so many more.
1: And you are.
0: Like I wanted to be because I always tell the statistic and I hope that it changes. But the last big female hip hop artist out of the West Coast and I know people going to start mentioning names, but the last biggest mainstream artist out of the West Coast was probably Doggy's Angels.
2: What?
0: Think about it on the charts. Now Kamaya is doing her thing now, and I give her that. But worldwide but she's mainstream, she's not from LA.
1: She's from the Bay. But right? I said from the West, yeah, West, West Coast. Coast, West Coast, like
0: yeah, like think of somebody else other than Kamaya. After Kamaya, who had mainstream success like Rap, Cardi them, right? B, rap rap rap, 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 like Cardi B, like. Remy Ma, like Foxy Brown, like Little Kim, like mainstream. Well, I mean, you know, we
1: got Smooth, but Smooth's her 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 career wasn't as big as theirs, but she still knows with the greats, right? But
0: but, but like I'm saying, so that goes back to our '90s. Okay, but remember who's the last big female artist that we had come out of the West Coast on a nationwide platform, like the last. And the last that I can think of on a nationwide platform because of Snoop Dogg was probably Doggy's Angels.
1: And that opportunity really didn't even get to unfold properly the way it should Like it could have. Yeah. So
0: now you have Kamaya. Shout out to Kamaya because she's doing her thing in the Bay. But that's what I'm saying. And so when I say that, of course, there's going to be a lot of people that's going to mention the legends, the Medusas. The Miss toys, the,
1: but they did I, not I, get I, commercial success. I respect
0: all of them because they've been they set the they set the brickwork for me, right, right? Right, and, right? And people like us. But I'm like I'm saying on a mainstream level, the West Coast the West Coast female rapper really haven't had a main stage like Rage, Yo Yo, Doggy's Angels, Five Footers. At one time, it's been a long what road, yeah. And so true. when I started. When I started Female Perspective, I wanted to see more people that look like me and that was dope. And so my thing with hip hop always been was I want to make some classic music, but I also want to open up the door for some dope female rappers to come through and we can, you know, sit on the stage Mm -hmm. and we can set the stage for and people be like, oh, okay, they dope too. Because just like Snoop Dogg with Long Beach, once you get one or two, it opens up the door.
1: It does. It does.
0: And they start looking. And we got some dope rappers out here. We got some dope female artists out here that's really doing it. I mean, if I start naming, people gonna get mad, so I ain't gonna start naming nobody. But (laughs) we got some some up-and-coming artists that I check out, and I see what they doing, and they dope. You know what I'm saying? One girl I'm seeing right now is Ash Bash, the rapper. I see her doing her thing. So it's a lot of dope female rappers out here, but like I said, I just thought my transition was gonna be executive, and I was gonna open the door, be working at Capitol Records.
1: That ain't over? That ain't over because this business is completely upside down now, sis. And I truly understand, like, I'm still here. I'm still like, I've taken another route and 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 you've taken another route. And we still, we're still here. And I feel like that yearn, that burn that we have, that ain't going to go away. You go, You got too much in you to give, not give it to somebody else and pass those keys right. along. And it just not, might not be right now but it's going to come that opportunity is going to come because I really really understand LA a lot more now and I noticed Mm -hmm. that like if you want to be successful in LA you got to leave LA you -hmm. can't be here because if not if you do you're going to be along with this it's a group of people and you know you know the group it's a group that just they, they famous amongst that group that's just famous amongst L.A. We all we all know each other. We all go to the same clubs, look at the same. Everybody's, it's, hey, the V.A. show, that show, it's the same circle. But if you really want to extend your roots to another situation, you're going to have to leave L.A. You can't be comfortable with the, the, the fame here, you know, which is crazy because people come here to get famous. But we got to go to get it. I don't to yeah.
0: because I, I think what happens with LA is is that we LA natives are used to LA, right? Right. So other people come here and the and the opportunities that we have in LA, it's so it's so normal for us to go to the grocery store and see Rafael Sadiq. Right. It's so normal for us to go somewhere and see DJ Quick, right? So we take those things for for, for granted. I can record in the same studio with, you know, fill in the blank. Right. right. And so those opportunities, we look at them like, oh, man, they doing the same thing I'm doing. Right. But for somebody that lives in another city, another town, and they don't have those opportunities or they may not see people that frequent, they're going to take advantage of those
1: opportunities. Yeah, yeah they do.
0: And, and we get kind of complacent out here because we're so used to it that we don't know how it is not to happen.
1: Well, you know what time it is? What time it is it? Uh oh It's time For The Crunch <laughs> You got well, your crunches nah, I think
0: I got something crunchy over here What you got I don't
1: know
0: what. Can you see
1: Oh okay. okay I'm gonna go with these These is my new I got planting chips again I'm not gonna tell the company because I, I need some sponsors now We gonna start We gonna have to start making people pay to, to sponsor us but uh, we got some chili lime flavored plantains. And if that if my crunch don't beat your crunch, I, I got some backup. Now I didn't tell you oh about boy. that part, but you know, I get to cheat because I run the show. So. <laughs> Alright, so the way that we do the crunch part is we crunch together on three and then you crunch by yourself and then I oh crunch. Alright. And so you got a mic right there, right on your earphone.
0: Uh, I guess.
1: Yeah, you. Gonna I'm be... new to this stuff, baby. So yeah. <sighs> right oh, in the boy. mic. All right, so I'm gonna grab my chips. I got my backup. So we got crunch together on three. Are you ready? Yeah. You got your, your chip? All right, here we go. One, Fire. two. <laughs> Look at your face. Three. Let's go. Y'all are pretty good. Yours is loud. Y'all are pretty good. Okay. Now you have a solo crunch. I'm going to be quiet.
0: I got a solo crunch.
1: Mm-hmm. Get in the mic. Put your mic next to your mouth. See your mouth. See your mouth. Okay. 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 So. All right. When you listen to the show, it's going to sound like so big, right? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So here's mine. I got my backup crunch. Here we go. Wow, huh? <laughs> you can't beat that, no. <laughs> uh, girl. I'm about to start doing my little crunch videos on YouTube.
0: Only for Oracle,
1: <laughs> girl. I got too much damn time on my hands. I can train. I'm tra- <laughs> training my clients from home right now because of Corona or COVID. Sorry. And I wanted to make sure that I have like everything at my fingertips. So, like, oh, that's gonna be my my life hack um, number one life, life hack, hack for number the day. One. Life hack number plants one: plants and planting seeds. Okay, mm. plants. Do you know the significance of a plant?
0: Mm. You tell me.
1: I'm gonna tell you the significance of having plants in your house. Okay. So, indoor and plants a- and and this is something like I this is going to start being my gift to people. You know, um Focus, you know, Focus recently lost his son. Shout out to Focus. And um I was like, "Oh, oh god, wow. I want to send some flowers to his family and I didn't I didn't want to send flowers because I know flowers die and I didn't want them to see that. I wanted them to see something that was going to continue to live. And so I purchased a plant and I had it sent to their home and hopefully they'll receive it in a few days. I got it from a company called The Sill, which they plants are kind of expensive. I'm going to give them a free promo today, free promo, but it's called The Sill. And you can order plants and you can do a monthly subscription and you can get plants to your home. But there's a lot of different ways you can get them. I'll give you some other plugs. But you should get some plants, especially if you're living on your own. Here's some of the benefits of having it. Um, they boost moods. They, um, they increase your productivity and your creativity. They reduce stress. They clean the indoor air. They increase the humidity in the air. And they reduce the noise levels from the street. And I, Which I did not know that. At all, I didn't know that, but I know when I grew I need up, to get some more plants in here, yeah. You should, and they're so right now is the perfect time to buy them. If you go to um, they have them on sale, which I don't know if I should be shopping, so you know, I'm not giving them no <laughs> plug, I'm gonna take their name out. But um, they have a lot of plants that you can go. Have you seen Candy? Candy has a place that she's been getting plants from as well. Have you ta- seen talk to Candy lately? Mm-mm. Yeah, Candy has a place she's been getting plants you should look into that sis if you're living on your own like i had really i don't know if you can see like the decor in the background but i really started to um change up the decor in the house because it had started getting real dark in here and and the the energy because of covid with my living room you know my mother was staying with me for a while and the energy was kind of dark and dense And so I removed a lot of the, I left, got rid of the couches. I got rid of all the old furniture, brought new furniture in here and just brightened it up. And the vibe of my place just changed completely. And every time I go to Home Depot, I buy a plant. (laughs) I buy like, girl, I have have like a bunch of them. This is my new plant over here. Her her name is Inzinga. (laughs) I give them all names. And this over here, see, this is a money tree. You see it over there. Mm-hmm. That's
0: my money my mom's, my mom's that was her uh gardening, that was her uh safe haven. Have she would you, go out in the yard.
1: Have you yeah, looked into that? it? I have
0: picked it oh, I have not picked it up. That I didn't I did not like that, but she loved it. She Girl. would garden she would plant, she loved it. That was that was her
1: thing. It's a newfound thing. My grandmother, my grandmother is a huge gardening expert. Okay, and she would be over there, girl. She used to put. <laughs> this is so funny because she was doing her garden one day, and I was like, "Grandma, what is that?" She's like, "It's chicken shit," and I was like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: chicken shit.
1: Watch how big these vegetables are gonna grow from this chicken shit. And I'm like, "That's disgusting." But she had some of the biggest damn vegetables and fruits you would ever see. And me and Queen, we've been in here. I've been really trying to be creative with them, you know, and show them how to be independent. And this is something that her and I picked up together. We planted, girl, we went to Home Depot yesterday and bought two eight by t- uh, four by no, eight by eight foot lumber pieces and had them cut them in half and then we bought these bricks and placed the bricks in four sides and I got a whole garden girl we built a yeah, whole Yeah, seen
0: that. You yeah, yeah, I seen y'all working on that.
1: Yeah, we finished it. We went that. to go get some more bags of stuff but we have we started planting. We got our first batch of squash that came in and Oh, that's dope. Right? And I didn't it, this is I am not a person that could not grow anything. I'm serious. But just like you uh and your your mother my girl i don't know did your mother have alzheimer's or dementia both Both. okay so my grandma- don't
0: ask me the difference between the two but- <laughs> i don't know the
1: difference i don't but yeah. my grandmother has dementia that's diagnosed with dementia i'm not sure if it's alzheimer's but she um this is like i think it's coming through her Because it's something that I never knew I I would love so much. I would see her out there doing it. But me and my daughter, like in the morning, I look I get look forward to pushing my window up and looking out there to see if they grew some more. Like it's like my new set of babies. And it's like it's so rewarding knowing like I'm actually creating something from a seed. You know what I mean? It, It it makes me think about everything that we're doing how we plant a seed and it grows and it edifies like it is definitely a product of that so I, that was the longest life hack i ever did but that gardening and planting a seed man it has changed the way i feel about the foods we eat you know i planted all my herbs we go out there and grab the herb before we make the fish i love it i love it love
0: Yeah, me and my cousin, we used to laugh at my mom's and my auntie. We would call them uh, Oprah and Martha Stewart. (laughs) And they, like, we used to have a nursery down the street that just kind of shows you how the neighborhood changed. Mm -hmm. Because used to be a nursery down the street. And every Saturday they would go down there and pick flowers and pick certain things
2: Mm
0: -hmm. and plan them and this and that and the other and get their homes and garden (laughs) magazines. and. Yeah,
1: girl. I was like, "Oh my goodness, I'm getting old." But my daughter, she she young and she getting old with me, girl, because she just loves it too. We we was in there playing with the dirt, and usually I'm grossed out with worms and stuff like that. She was like, "We don't have to get used to this, mom. We don't have to just dig our hands in here." And yesterday we was playing in the dirt. I was like, "Ah, this ain't that bad," you know. She was like, "Yep, get used to these bugs. We gonna have to get these bugs. Like, don't worry about it and the smell of the dirt and everything, but it's something to it because." it's i know it came from my hand like this is the freshest food that i'll ever be eating it's right from my hand i can go in my backyard and be like i'm gonna gonna make some collard greens today i'm gonna make some squash like girl just know that's what you're getting for christmas too you're gonna get a a basket of fresh oracle vegetables right (laughs) all right (laughs) so going back to uh everything we talking about um how? Uh, what is your ideas? What are your ideas for some solutions? You know what I mean? Like, I, I hate to say with society's issues right now, we have a lot of problems.
0: Mm-hmm. I don't want to
1: talk about our problems. Tell me some solutions that you may have, like not to end racism, because I don't know how... <laughs> we're going to end racism in a year wow, wow. like it ain't going to really end but do you have any major solutions anything that you may have thought of like any tactics that you're taking that you're starting to do like dealing with people anything like that
0: I think one way that I'm I'm trying trying to tackle it um in my way is that we have to understand the difference between pride and the difference between um perpetuating stereotypes
2: Mm -hmm. and
0: um what what i try to do is i try to make sure that i understand what it what what everything is before i comment right i i try to um give people the benefit of the doubt before i put your face in the camera i'm sorry yeah i'm dying over here i'm trying to batter up oh okay I think what happens is Is that What I try to do Is I try to listen To the whole story And analyze it that way I try not to put people In boxes Mm -hmm. Oh You know that Oh the white people You know that's how they do Right right (laughs) Black men That's how they think You know White White women You know that's what they do And I try to analyze Everything from that perspective And I also try not To point fingers Mm -hmm. Um, Sometimes what we have to do Is I tell my friends Very often about A lot of the injustices that goes on the power of the black panther was everybody looks at the black panthers and they look at them because they had guns Mm -hmm. across their chests and they had berets and they threw up the black power fist but one thing about them that was powerful is that you had to know the laws of the land Mm -hmm. so when you knew the laws of the land you can either work accordingly with them or you knew what to fight right and i think, think about that is what us in this generation is we need to understand the laws and how the laws work. So then we know how the laws need to be changed. Yeah. I give a perfect example. Breonna Taylor. The unfortunate part about Breonna Taylor, and Taylor, which is so sad about her story is, is they actually had a law in Kentucky where you can do no knock lo- no knock warrants. That was sad, yeah. right? So you could just basically kick in somebody's door in the middle of the night and Arrest them or try to arrest them. So the common person, if somebody kicking your door in the middle of the night, what you gonna do? you gonna defend yourself, right? right? Yeah, you're gonna defend yourself. So it took the death of Breonna Taylor for them to change in Kentucky, Louisville, Kentucky, that they can't do no, no, not warrants anymore.
1: You kind of see shame. what I'm saying? So it. had so she, why they, her death was not in vain? No. you know what I mean. It was not in vain, but like who. Who who wants to be the poster child for s- such a thing? You know what I mean. Like right, right. it's so it's so terrible.
0: And there's so so many laws like that on the books. There's so many things like that that goes on in these cities and states. And we have to know the laws. We have to know how this works. And we have to start pushing more importance on both, not just the president. Yeah, your son. Your daughter, your nephew, he goes in front of, he goes on a, let, let's put it this. Your son goes to jail because he stole a candy bar out of CVS. Right. He goes, goes to trial. The jury don't look like him. Right. Right. That's and not you know his peers. The jury look like him because some a lot of us aren't registered to vote and the ones that are registered to vote, we, uh, throw away the jury duty, uh, <laughs> uh paperwork, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so what happens is, is that the benefit of the doubt is not, is not there right. because you have a young black son. And so when you sit on that jury and you look at that little, that little 18 year old or 15 year old boy and you say, he don't deserve the rest of his life to be put in jail. Right. He's not that. Right. right. And so those are the type of things that we have to understand. And voting is not just selecting the president voting is not just selecting the mayor voting is also getting rid of these judges that are putting harsh sentences and benefiting off of our children going to these right. uh, prison industries and it's also about representing as a homeowner deciding whether you want money to be allocated to all of these different places your vote counts right Yeah, it does. also having a seat at the table and jury duties and things of that nature I know everybody's mad at OJ but guess what the reason why OJ was able to be free because he had people on that jury that looked just like him. Yeah. And whether you like that or not, that's the same reason why George Zimmerman got off because he had people on that jury that thought like him. And those people said they looked at Trayvon
1: Martin like like like, like George Zimmerman did. Yeah. Exactly.
0: That was it. Those were a yeah. jury
1: of his peers. And that's yeah. something and that's so- important. You know, I think that there needs to be more community programs that Educate the children in a way that they could feel comfortable. You know, like I've always felt so overwhelmed by government. You know what I mean? Anything government, I'm like, oh, get out of my face. I don't want to talk about it. But now it's like it's something that we really need to talk about. I think it's a healthy conversation. But if these kids feel like it's so overwhelming, like there needs to be a way that we educate our kids. You know, like, Mm -hmm. I I don't know. Rap is such a good tool that maybe there's, there probably is something out there that can educate us on the ways of the government and how it works. Because I think if I, I understood that because I couldn't wait to vote and my daughter couldn't wait to vote. My son, I'm not sure he he do his own thing, but, but I know the average kid, thinking oh all they're thinking is oh i just i'm gonna vote for that president or my vote don't count they don't understand the process of it they make it seem so big that it makes you want to run from it you know so hopefully you know i'm gonna do some research and find it but i think that there should be a program i think that's a great solution as well you know educating us on the the ways of the government and the way the different branches work and how we go. Our district is, you know, if you want the potholes changed, this is the number to call. Like you can make change. You have to be the change. You have to make those calls. So, yeah, that's that's the one.
0: One, one example that I always use is the Crenshaw district. Anybody that was raised in L.A. they understand about Crenshaw and about cruising and hanging on the show on mm-hmm. Sunday night. I agree. Well, black people that lived the black people that lived in View Park, <laughs> those black people that lived in Baldwin Baldwin Hills. It wasn't too fun to Crenshaw on a Monday morning. No,
1: it was right? not because it was every cans everywhere and
0: right. So guess what those people did as homeowners and as people that that believed in their government and believed in their property. They made voice their voices be heard. Yeah, they and they, they stopped them, that shit. And they stopped it. And they put up signs that said cruising and no doing this and yep. no, no doing that. Black people, right? And so that lets you know, and that goes to show you that your voice matters. Mm-hmm. And you have to know how to execute and know how to go about making change. Yeah. Protest is beautiful. The, vo- the voice of the people need to be heard. And a lot of times, I know I'm going on a tangent, but no, I know a no, lot no. of times I hear people talking about Martin Luther King and he was this, he was that. The, 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 the reason we're able to do the things that we have now is because you had a segment of society that marched. You had a certain segment of society that fought. You had a certain segment of society that was ready to do this. You had the Black Panthers. You had SNCC. You had all of these Uh, different uh, organizations. uh. But you also had somebody that was able to walk into those doors and talk to the president, whether he was pro-Black or anti-Black. Yes, true. And he was able to walk into the door and say, look, this is what they're saying. If you don't do this, this is what's going to happen. You're tired of your city's burning? you tired of this going on. This is what they need. Lyndon, Lyndon Johnson wasn't fond of black people, but Martin Luther King was able to talk to him and get things done. Yeah. So while you have some people that's always going to be on the front line and always going to be on the front, right. you need attorneys. Right. You need people that may, make things happen. You need people that can talk to the people and get things done. Right. And so it's different things and different ways how things and solutions can be done. But I think that all of these efforts and just making things aware, some people may never hit the streets, but if they can post up and let you know when the march is the, the following week, that's great. Right. And I think that every part of the movement shouldn't be belittled and yeah. every part of the movement shouldn't be escalated. You know, like some people got to work behind the scenes. Every celebrity we know is not running his mouth. He don't need to. Right. That's not their position. Right. But if he's behind the scenes and he's paying for these protesters to get out of jail, yeah. if he's paying for these if he's paying for these lobbyists right. to get some of our you know, our needs and some of the things that we want done. Let me say this. I, I, I've been saying this to a lot of people, so I'm going to say this again. I love Barack Obama and I, I think it was a great, great symbol for ha- us having a black president. But I think a lot of times at, with us, with Obama, we were so happy to have a black president that 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 the black black people were scared to ask the things that we needed exactly because I, I we didn't really get anything yeah. nothing yeah. was the that change. gay changed. community. The gay community said, "You want our vote?" Because you remember his first term, he was anti uh, a gay marriage. Second time around, they said, "You want our vote? We need we need marriage equality." And he got the Latino. It. The, the Latino community said, "You are deporting a lot of our people. You want our vote? Things need to change." Here comes the Dream Act. Black people, we were so happy that Obama was in office that we didn't didn't stand in line. We didn't ask for anything. No. And it's not to say that he should have known, or he should have, as a as a as one of us, he should have. And there are some things he did, so I'm not bashing him. Right. Right. But what I'm saying is, once you have a seat at the table, you have to know what it is that you want. Yeah. Which we. And we how didn't we make our
1: concerns heard. We didn't let them know. Yeah, yeah. Look, this is what we need as a community, and that's why we're still fighting for it now. And well, now we want this per this president to give it to us, and it just is not going to happen. You know, it's just. And then, and,
0: but you know what? The sly, slick part about Donald Trump that's funny is he's well aware of those things that I said, and so what he does is he patronizes. Oh yeah. And so, for a person that's not paying attention or not politically aware, he'll do things like prison reform, right? So he'll let out so many people, and then he'll throw it up. Hey, I did more for Black people than Obama did. Yeah. Or then he'll do something for HBCUs, and he'll say, "See, look, I did more for Black people than Obama did." Yeah. Right. That's just and like so saying is is, I have Black friends. <laughs> yeah. And the, the, the problem with it, <clears throat> the problem with it is, is that. You understand the games that he play, but he also understands that if I keep doing these type of things and showing some of the things, there will be black people that will kind of start saying, you know what? I do see him doing things for us. or I do see, see opportunities going my way. I'm not a Donald Trump supporter at all. But what I'm saying is, is that. We have to start standing at the table. Black women are the biggest voting block for the Democratic Party. Yeah, our issues should be front line on the table. Yeah, they know black women are going to vote for them in high numbers, oh, so they yeah. don't patronize the black woman vote because they already imagine that they already know. It's not even imagined. They know that black women in droves are going to vote. Black women carried Joe Biden to the to the end. Oh yes, right?
1: for sure. Right.
0: So, so the thing about it is, is in turn, when black people say, we want a black woman running, mate, now all of a sudden people say, well, we can't be asking for all of that. Why we, all, we?
1: <laughs> we get scared. We yeah. get scared.
0: Yeah. Why can't we? Why can't we ask? Why can't we demand everybody else's asking? Right. You think the gun lobbyists is not asking Donald Trump? You don't think... Uh, you don't think the Christian right is telling Donald Trump different things that they want and mm-hmm. he's making sure it's happening? Yeah. Why do you think he was trying so hard to get the churches open? Yeah. And why do you think he was trying so hard to get these things? Because he's making political He's making political promises to these people that are funding him.
1: Right, right, right. And he's making sure whatever and he has to they at want. Least do one or two of the things so they can say, hey, go. "Hey, I'm doing it. I'm doing it."
0: Right. So we gotta start voicing our power. We start have to start flexing our muscle. Yeah. Hey, you know what? I think that's great. But this is what we need: women's health care, black yeah. women's health care. Why are so many black women are dying in childbirth? Why are so many um, black women having problems with? Fi- fi- Fibroids. Fibroids. Yeah. Fibroids. Sorry, I couldn't get it out. Why are so many black people or have black women having all of these um, problems with having a baby, a simple birth? These are certain situations that we're having in our neighborhoods and certain things that is not being addressed. Right. These are things that should be put to the table. Like women's care, black women's health care should be a major stepping stone. And so, like I said, we need to know the laws, make sure that we can stand up for what we know. Um, don't buy into stereotypes you know and start listening and learning for yes. our own personal yes. responsibility is always the key for everything yes. look at me first what yes. can I do to make changes in my own household yeah. never mind what the president is doing never mind what the mayor is doing what what am I doing in my home that's making the life better for me and
1: my children yeah.
0: and once we start making those steps I think that we'll be going on the right, step, uh, right uh, path
1: yeah, and I I that and that's one of the you like summarized it so well. That's another reason why we caught we were talking. That's one of the major reasons why we're talking right now is because it starts with you. And if you want to see change and you don't and you want to see you want life to be just, you know, normal and and you want people to be treated equally, you got to start with yourself. And you got to analyze yourself and you got to find the things within you that aren't right or you don't like about yourself and weed them out. Take them out and let the good stuff grow. So I guess that's going to be our, <laughs> our, our topic too, you know, planting the seed, but it definitely grew. Our friendship grew and my knowledge grew and my inf- the information um, that we have and the things that we're doing for the community are continuing to grow. And I- I'm thankful for you, sister. No,
0: no problem. Thank you. And also to go, uh, piggybacking off of that too, it's like once you start really self-analyzing yourself and start taking out some of those stereotypes and thinking clearly, You won't be so easy to say certain, uh, negative things about other people. That's right. Because you start to understand. It's like, it's not cool. Racism and, 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 um, prejudice and things of that nature. Let me say this, going back to the issue of homosexuality. I lived in a family where I was raised with, I was raised in a Christian household.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: And we was raised in a church. And it's too many times that I've heard my minister, I've heard my family members say derogatory terms about people that I were gay. Mm-hmm. But I knew my family loved me before I even never before I ever even told the words of or, or I identified myself with anything. Yeah. But at the same token is I was to hear those type of comments about people. And then eventually I started looking at the looks in my family's face and the way that they will react or right. way they would catch themselves. or they will say okay you know what i I have to be careful with that and the thing about it is i would never be the person that'd be like you shouldn't say that right but then also too they will look at me and be like okay right my thing was it's like you love me because of who i am but guess what their family loves them too right so the same prejudice and the same thought process that you have against them when i go out in the street guess what those people are saying about me right and i don't and i know my family enough to know that if they heard those people say those things about me it would be a problem
1: right right and
0: and so we have to kind of that whole saying of you know putting putting um trying you know trying other people's shoes on and trying to understand it's not about taking away the rights of anybody it's not about taking away the rights of any of, of straight people or a gay agenda or whatever it is that people seem to think it is The thing is, is just treat people fairly And right. just let people live their life That's Whether right. you understand it, whether it's for you You know, or whatever it is It's like we have to understand that People think And have lives that it, it Various different ways of living
1: Yeah, everybody's you know? so different You can't Christians. expect everybody yeah. to be like you
0: Yeah, <laughs> Christians, Muslims, Jehovah Witness uh, Buddhism Buddhism uh, you know, communists, Catholic, all of this, you know, Democrat, Republican, all of these different viewpoints. I can't force everybody to believe my way. Right. But what I can do is set the stage for learning how other people's thought processes, understanding what it's all about. And if it's not for me say, Hey, you know what? You're a Christian. I don't necessarily believe in Jesus, but to each his own, Hey, you believe in Buddhism? I got you.
2: Mm-hmm. Right.
0: And so that's the type of lifestyle that, we should be striving for understanding you know allowing people to be who they are yes. we want you to be who you are be a proud black person in the community represent your family and your children live right mm-hmm. your beliefs whether you're a democrat or republic a democrat or a republican be who you are but then also respect the fact that everybody else have different lifestyles and different
1: viewpoints right So on on that note, we are going to be ending really soon. I want you to make sure you give your social media platform and how people can meet you. And while you're doing that, after you do that, I just, well, actually, before you do that, I want to say that MC's give back is actually the sponsor of the week. And so you guys, please add them on all platforms. Go online at MC's give back. What is the next program? Go ahead and give me that and give me your, um, all of your tags and where people can find you.
0: Okay, so MCs Give Back, you can find me on Instagram. You can find me on Facebook at MCs Give Back. Um, The next uh, MCs, E-M-C-E-E-G-I-V Back, MCs Give Back. And so basically, our next program, we kind of paused because of the coronavirus. Unfortunately, we would have been giving scholarships out this year. Mm -hmm. And so we're going to go forward last year for Christmas. We gave away Christmas tree. And so hopefully COVID-19 don't interrupt the idea of people being able to get Christmas trees in their house. Right. And so, so in, uh, in the wintertime, we'll be giving away Christmas trees and then we'll start back in January. With the scholarships, you know, we get $500 scholarships for students that are going into, moving into the dorms, going to the four-year colleges. Mm, I, I um, missed that,
1: girl. I missed it this yeah. year, too. Queen was like, you, I'm getting it this year. I was like, uh, uh no, you're not. Cause <laughs> we completely forgot. <laughs>
0: yeah, we, we had to pause cause nobody, yeah. Yeah. And so then also, too, we, we're going to try to revamp. Hopefully the doors is open and stuff. We're going to do film the female perspective awards again. Oh yes. Honor, that was amazing. We're going to honor female. Yeah, we're going to honor female artists, entrepreneurs, educators, uh, community activists and um, artists, you know, in, in the community. And so we're going to do that and uh, just keep continuing to, you know, think about different sources. Hopefully we can branch out out of California, you know, maybe even branch out out of L.A. But yeah. right now, MCs getting back. we are really just trying to focus on L.A. area and help the people within the community. Um, if you have any questions, you can always uh, contact me at D-V-S-U-N-O at com, And I answer any questions that you need about MC's Give Back. And uh, I think that's it. Yeah. I had a funny story for you, but we talked too long. No, so.
1: we did not. This is my show. You gonna tell your funny show. <laughs> funny story. I was not done. You are gonna tell your funny story. I just wanted to make sure that I get all that information. So when we're done, we can go ahead and close it up. But yes, I always like to have my guest do a funny story. Now I'm not sure what this story is gonna be, but I am gonna give you the floor to tell your funny story. All right. Okay. So
0: now this is pretty funny to me.
1: So I
0: kind of have two, but I gauge it. If you if you don't laugh at this one, then I go to the next. <laughs>
2: okay. Okay.
0: And so so my mom's. You know, if you're dealing with anybody that have Alzheimer's and dementia, you know that after a certain time of the day, maybe about five or six o'clock, they have a thing they call sundown. And they get they get very agitated and it's ready for them to go home. So I don't care where you are in the day, they get agitated. So me and my friend have bombs out all day that day. And uh, we decided, okay, let's get us some ice cream and we'll head home. So my friend goes into the store to get the ice cream. So me and my mom are sitting in the car, and my mom say, Well, I think it's time for me to head on home. I said, well, where are you going? (laughs) I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and go. I'm like, well, you can't go. (laughs) Well, I'm going to go. So now she's trying to get out of the back seat. So, of course, this car don't have a child lock. Oh, God. So I have to start the car to prevent her from getting out. So I'm driving my friend's car (laughs) around the parking lot of the Rite Aid. My friend comes out of the Rite Aid. With a bag of ice cream looking at us like, what in the (laughs) world is going on? She gets to the car. She's like, what are you doing? I said, Mama trying to get out. She goes to the car. My mom's screaming, help, help. It's trying to kill me. Help. (laughs) Help. I mean, to the top of my her, her lungs. Are you serious? So I tell my friend, I said, look. So I start the car And my friend get in the car She's still trying to open the car My friend had to hold my mom's arms From right a to my house Oh
1: my god So that she
0: would not try to get out of the car <laughs> while,
1: while you was, was driving out,
0: While we were driving When we finally pulled up to my house And I barely stopped She jumped out of that car So fast It <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> ran to her house Beating on the door Looking for Isha.
1: Oh, she, uh,
0: you. She had no <laughs> who idea who those people were in the car that had her all day long and wouldn't let her go She had got
1: kidnapped. She thought she was kidnapped.
0: And, my, and at the time, you're not laughing. <laughs> because you're thinking like, Lord, the police is going to I know. I know. Anybody can say anything. Is What's going on here? <laughs> what are y'all doing to this lady? And so in the minute in the moment of it, you just stress. But every time I think of that story, every time
1: I tell people, they laugh. Yeah. All that's out. funny. That's funny. Yeah. That was a good one. I'm sure my, my uh my uncle has some good stories about my grandmother. Cause I know my mom like like, you know, my grandmother lives in um Orange County. My mom told me yesterday, she was like, no, the day before yesterday, she's like, um, look at this. Look at my phone record. I was like, what? She's like, Your grandmother called me twenty-five times she calls her over and over and she'd be like what are you doing so what you doing today oh yeah oh so where are your girls at where the key She just the, and every time she'll call back 10 minutes later but so where is that and then she stopped answering so then my cousin he gave he gave her the number gave him her his number so he can't find my mom he calls her and then my uncle my cousin calls my mom like answer the phone because she keep calling me so it is like, girl. But you know, we gotta love them, love them while they're here. You know, uh on that note, we just gonna we gonna close up. But I, I love you. I love you so very Thank much. You. I love you too. And I'm thankful for our past. And I'm thankful that you are still here to to share those stories with people. Because honestly, I think you got a book inside of you. Because there's a lot of stuff that african-american people don't understand about alzheimer's and they they don't understand about dementia and people that have experienced it can write something because honestly i wish my mom and my uncle had a handbook so they can understand what they were going through and that you know it's gonna be all right it's just it's for a time being and it's a special amount of time that you that you will never forget
0: and just right quick or because i know we gotta go And I I was telling a friend of mine that now uh, she was in the trenches with me in the beginning of it. And she's seen the things that was going on with my mom. And now she's going through it with her mom. And I told her, I said, when I was in the middle of it, I never thought that the things that I was going through, that I would be able to share this advice with somebody else and tell them, hey, this is how you do it. Or this is what you can do. Or this is what's going to go on. or don't don't you know and so sometimes in the middle of our pain we, we we get that information that we can help heal somebody else yeah
1: it's definitely there because remember Gigi was the one to look to for information on taking care of your parents oh yeah and i they, leaned you know, on i leaned
0: on Gigi a lot yeah
1: a lot of information i leaned on Gigi. yeah for sure well i'm thankful again you know the system would not be the system without you and project blow that. project blow would not be um it would not be the own the home of the system if it wasn't for you um, because it was a seed that was planted within you from friends and all of you guys together and we grew it together so you know I know that the future for you is so bright and the things that you have inside of you are so much more I, I you know I'm always trying to get the band back together like we need to do an album man <laughs> get you on the album man, get rapping, man. i'm gonna show them put some of your music on the podcast so just so you know uh, uh but you know keep doing what you're doing sister what you're doing is amazing and that is the plan you know it, it came from the rap it was the path there and what you're doing is going to impact so many more lives more than you really really even know so Thank you again for being you, on I the show. Thank appreciate you. And uh, we will talk again soon. Let's not let it be so far apart. I like to send you a few texts every now and then, but like, let's like really talk because you know we need to, we have to. All right. All right. Okay, girl. All right. All right. Peace, Love Oracle. You. Peace. Love you too. Well, there you have it. Once again, I have some very beautiful spirits that surround me and i can never take credit for who i am without giving paying how much to the friends that i've stolen energy from to create this human being that i am um and i think i'm special and hopefully you do too because you're special and we mirror each other you know this is what this is about. Tribe Bootcamp Podcast is not only a place where you can come to hear refreshing information, but it's also, you know, a safe space. And with that said, I have a project that is happening right now, you guys. It is a Kickstarter project, and I need your help. I need your assistance please go to Kickstarter and look up Born a Badass. I have a campaign going right now and we need you to donate and share. You know, uh, support comes in many different forms. So if you can't donate a dollar to 200 or whatever, we have several packages where you get rewards for donating and you are buying into the storyline of triumph. And we are trying to create a story um a comic book story with creator fabrice sapolsky uh we are creating something really magical and we need your assistance to get it off the ground so we can have a quality comic book with quality pages that looks like the ones you get you know at online right now so we want to compete with that with a standard the industry standard and go above and beyond and also deliver you with some music too so please go support the kickstarter born a badass check it out you can go to my page the link is in the bio any information you need just dm me and i will give it to you you guys know we had our life hacks today and we met with a marvelous inspirational beautiful individual miss Maisha garnett aka devious uno my girl from the system crew thank you guys for tuning in have an amazing week. Love on yourself a little bit more. Plant a seed. Get a plant. Do something. Follow me, follow me, follow me. The YouTube starts next week. Or actually at the end of the month once we get our computer, the YouTube channel will be doing some lives with you guys. Some live workouts on YouTube. I'm excited. Starts next week. So follow me, follow me, follow me, follow me, follow me, follow me. Or don't follow me. (laughs) cherry bomb that mean i blast off and when you least expect it yes i pop off yo i'm independent I do my own thing And I've been winning for a while Yep, I'm doing a ring Call me Dawn Bryan I got a fistful And when it come to hits I got a full. So finger licking You should get a clip full One scoop, two scoop You uh-huh. should get some let Uh-huh for a hit, single de mayo Coming with tightro Searching for this old oh survival Looking for rivals uh-huh. Locked in this sniper type Playing like Tycho I see y'all niggas walking on a tightrope Hope you don't fall Bitch, hoes yes. Niggas is tripping and dick-riding Conspiracy theorists What the fuck, been Lighting. Give a date to gas, to 450 organic still plenty. with my spinach, Popeye, niggas still drop dimes and snitchin'. Blocks high, niggas still drop rhymes while pitching. I'm hot, like kettles whistling up in the kitchen. Getting mentioned by some nigga up on Twitter with the vengeance. Boo boo, get a life sucker, your shit is too through. Who you think you would step into when in you new shoes? Soft serve, relax, I bet. Uh, Sacks change, staff, uh, black, black fade, black, that. that. I'm on my sugar free diet. The natural shit I'm on is enough to cause riots. Punks jump up to get beat down. Life is seeing who's a chump and who's down. Try us. We not quiet. We beat louder than the loud. And them crowds that we attract get louder as they surround. And that bitch punk got more power than you can stand. And if you can't stand for shit, you'll fall flat and damn you fucked up. Now you can't say shit. Yo, shut up get them hands up. You're so fucked. Yo, we're so nuts. for the better hit him with the two fingers rest wow. in pieces deuces i lead a track toothless hit him with that one-two combo like kung fu bruce lee on the mic i chop suey bad little mama still toting all the louis who we the system the crew bitches run up straight get that ass booed Ooh. i'm so fucking rude got a bad attitude i snatch up your dude have him paying all my bills this ain't destiny's child i spit that real baby girl get that Their weekly, time to spring clean. Let me start off by sweeping. Set it off in this mother like Cleo, dropping bombs on these bitches, lying like Leo. System is the coldest, yeah. But you know this time to buckle down. Had to give my sisters focus. Eyes on the prize now, ice down, lifestyle. We don't need next, we got right here and right now. Down, 'fore we have to turn the lights down. It's kind of foul, but I'm giving permanent timeouts. Take a dirt nap. Damn, yo, I heard that. The nerve of cats, acting like they never heard us rap. We murder tracks back to back. Be certain of that. My word is the facts. Don't believe it? I serve you a slap. Double luck, two scoops on purpose and lab. Leave you shaking in your boots with your nervous ass. Move with your jerking For I hurt your ass. Any nigga wearing purple pants don't deserve a pass. You niggas smoked out. Say word, no doubt. Getting close. Snowstorm toes out. I'm from the West Coast. Smoke Smoke pounds roll bounce. You smoking stress? It don't count. So roll out. I got my feet up in your house. Fuck your couch. I'm Brandy Kane, bitch. Something you should know about. S I S T E M S I